Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. I'm Tony Haggerty, at a Haggerty 10 Twitter handle, as you know, and it's Monday, February the 13th, and I'm joined today by Sean Martin at Sean Martin TCW. Good weekend, Sean, was it? It was decent, aye, Saturday night was not bad. Eh? <laughs> Did you enjoy that? Aye, decent, decent. Yourself? Well, yes, indeed, good performance. Uh, all, all's well that ends well, as they say. We'll go on to talk about that. But first and foremost, we'll do what we always do every morning and we'll tell you all about our deals and our offers. And this is a belter. You can win two Celtic V Rangers League Cup final tickets by subscribing to the Celtic Way website. And it'll cost you a pound for three months of full access to everything that we do on the site. And by the click of a button, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And as we told you the other day, that's open to all subscribers, new and existing subscribers. If you're an existing subscriber, you'll get an email uh, in your in your inbox, fill in the forum and send it back and you'll be in the draw. And new subscribers, you do the same. Click of a button, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe, cracking price on can beat Hamden for Celtic Rangers League Cup final. Can't say fairer than that, can we? Oh, it's a great prize. I was going to say, I've, I've been in contact with a few people um, who were already subscribers and, and didn't get the email. I would say check your spam folders. And also, if you're in, like, for instance, Gmail, there's a search function at the top. I, w- I would just search for the Celtic way as well because a couple of people, it was in their spam folders um, for some reason. But it, it was yeah. there. Um, so just uh, and if any problems, get in touch with, with one of us on Twitter or um, or Instagram or not Instagram, Twitter or um, uh, or through the site's emails uh, and different things. So we'll try and sort you. Excellent. And also we say thank you to our sponsors. The Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group, and Seneca are the number one for hair transplants and hair treatments in Europe. And you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the video below. So there you have it, Sean. Celtic 5, St Mern 1, Celtic into the last eight of the Scottish Cup. Mm -hmm. Up until 77 minutes or so, it was 1-0 and it ended up 5-1, Sean. Did you see that coming? Tell the truth now. What, the 5-1? No, because I said said 2-1, No, I didn't see it coming, but I think it was... uh, it's a good performance, though. I think, uh, despite the context of it, five one maybe, maybe flattering a wee bit in terms of the way that the actual game played out. Because I thought St Mirren did play quite well. Um, I think they created enough to score, and they did score. Celtic were just Celtic. I think um, yep. it might still have been one 0 getting into the last kind of quarter of the game, but between the subs and the situation of the game that they entered, it meant that not only did the intensity kind of half to be maintained, but to their credit, I thought the likes of O'Reilly, Hatate, and O actually increased it. Uh, Haksabanovic too, when he came on, he came on slightly later. Um, I still maintain, by the way, we'll see a lot more of him when he gets a proper run, but I think the subs made a, a massive impact yeah. in terms of the intensity, and I know Celtic were already winning when, when most of them came on, uh, but I do think that it was a different situation. We had a conversation after the game on the phone, and I say that to you as well, it was a different kind of situation from the last kind of cup game where the likes of Mabiti Wata came on at half-time and you're already 4-0 up. It's a different context. I know they were still winning, but 1-0 against a team that was actually playing quite well is a different context from coming on when you're 4-0 up and cruising. There's a different 
a different urgency required, um, a different mentality required. And I think to all the subs' credit, they not only maintained the level, they ended up making it a 5-1 win. Well, the manager's always talking about you either go for 65 minutes or half an hour, but you have the chance to impact the match on. Mm-hmm. Four out of the five goals came from three substitutes. That tells yep. you your answer, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. A penalty from Hatati, a cracker from Hatati to make it five. Excellent goal from Rio, uh, sorry, Matt O'Reilly. And oh, getting off the the mark first goal in Celtic colours with a predatory yep. striker's instinct goal. So, so very pleasing uh, in terms of that. But everyone talking about the penalty decision that changed the game, saying it was a harsh red card. And But mm-hmm. we spoke about that. It's the denial of a goal-scoring opportunity, isn't it? Is I, I mean, at first, I, at first I thought, did that actually hit you? Initially, I thought they were checking the, the, the second St. Mirren player. player on it, yeah. It was obviously the first one. And I think once they go over and decide that it is a handball, it's got to be a red card at that point. Given yeah. the situation, Abada was Abada was putting it in the goal. Basically, is what, is what yes. they would see with that. So I can see why people think that it was hard done by. And certainly, if, if you were the St. Mirren player, you'd feel what well, has double jeopardy. Um, but ultimately, I ultimately uh, once they decide it as a handball, he's got to, he's got to throw the red as far as I can see. Yeah, I mean, and I I have to say, I I thought as you say as well that that last 15, 20 minutes, the tempo just really increased. Mm-hmm. Celtic went for it and you know it ended up 5-1 people say it wasn't a 5-1 game but it ended up 5-1 because Celtic didn't let up they didn't see the game out at 1-0 or 2-0 they just mm-hmm. they went in search of more goals and did what Celtic do two teams and hurt them and uh, they have the players to do that and that's going back to the strength and depth coming off the bench I mean O'Reilly Hatati and Haksabanovic coming off the bench I mean Excellent stuff, isn't it? I, I think I think it was um again the whole intensity thing, we talk about it all the time, but it is difficult sometimes when Celtic are cruising and you come on to, to up or maintain an intensity that, that frankly doesn't need to be there as much as the intent is that that's what happens. But this was a different situation because it was a team, as I say, that were playing well and it was only one now, which is precarious, but especially in a cup tie. Um so credit to the subs, I credit to Ash Foster Cogley for making the subs, obviously, but credit to the subs themselves for for uh, not only inserting themselves in a game in the manner in which they did, but having such a such a positive impact on it. And I do credit St Man for coming and having a go, but at no stage did I think that Celtic were going to concede. I've got mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, I thought the guys at the back were excellent, so uh, I felt well, felt protected and comfortable that they would. Unless somebody did something stupid, mm-hmm. Carl Starfield was clumsy, but he did it. What three 0 So aye, I aye. still didn't think there was a kind of comeback on it. I thought it, it was always going to be a, a consolation uh, goal for St. Man. So I, I I didn't feel that Celtic were going to concede. Mm-hmm. I just thought they yeah it took a while for the second goal to come, but when it came, that was it. There was a everybody kind of relaxed after that, and they did go about their business and things stay after that. But I have to credit St. Man for making a game of it and making a cup tie. Let's let's be honest, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I agree. I think 5-1, <laughs> for, for like an observer that might not look at the context of the game, people might go 5-1 at Celtic or St Mirren get smashed and, and 
that's what happens if you go and try and take the game to Celtic. But for 70, 75, 76 minutes, they they played well enough that they would have... If it finished 1-0, I think everybody would still be, to be fair to the commenters, most people are still saying what Ian McIntosh is saying there, enjoyed it, St Mirren gave us a game. But I think people would still say that, even if it was 1-0 and not 5-1. So I think it's yeah. just to St Mirren's credit in that sense. Yeah, I mean, and that's that St Mirren have given Celtic uh, a game more often than not this season. Beat them at in Paisley in September, as we spoke about on Friday. So mm-hmm. I I have to applaud that. There's they've got a good work rate and work ethic, and they play for each other and they play for their manager. So I was quite impressed by that. To be fair, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to put this up. Pete McGee saying yes, Tony, but it was against ten men. So let's be realistic. At minimum, well in the game until the penalty. I see what I, I do. Obviously, there's a caveat that they did get into ten men, Tony. But sometimes having the extra man. And obviously you do have an extra man, so you should you should take advantage of it. But sometimes teams don't take advantage of having that extra man. Celtic not only took advantage of it, they they, they smashed it home. They went, no, listen, we've got an extra man. That you don't want that against Celtic of any team. And they made they made St Mirren feel it. Yeah, they did. Correct, I and that's what you do when teams go down to ten men. Or, or realistically, that's what you do. I'm going to flick this up from Derek Crawford. Yeah. I thought that the penalty that he gave out oh yeah, Ibrooks was similar to that one on on Saturday. Can I... In terms of in terms of not like in terms of just just going in, just diving in, can I absolutely yes. uh, yes. he's a front defender. He does that in ninety percent of the time he won the ball. Yeah. But obviously that's quite, just... quite two two quite costly examples of when he, he doesn't win the ball and he perhaps didn't need to necessarily go in the way that he did. I, I just think it was needless and it's clumsy and you know you're that old adage you're giving the referee a decision to make type thing but I, I just think when you look at the two of them those two incidents that you know the mm-hmm. penalties I mean stay on your feet if you're a defender especially in the penalty area mm-hmm. regardless if you think the ball can be won there's all you always run that risk and he didn't have to do that and St Martin were playing well enough that they might have rallied but it was still a tall order for them to rally at, at that stage, but he got them a goal back out, out of nothing, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I just uh, and it's not a Starfield bashing. I'm just talking about the art of defending. We spoke to Alan Stubbs about the art of defending when he was talking about Cameron Carter Vickers the other day, and Cameron Carter Vickers won the man of the match in a five-one game for Celtic. <laughs> You know, so there's a wee anomaly there. He, he was excellent, but that that would indicate that St. Martin were terrific and you know kept on busy. I, I kind of questioned that a wee bit, but mm-hmm. that's just myself. Cause I I thought Maida was a worthy candidate mm-hmm. of of winning the man of the match. Just my own personal opinion, but people feel free to to disagree or or throw in your own. But yeah, it's uh, it was just an observation about Starfield that. I just don't like that way. He's dived in twice. Yeah. And he brooks in there and, and giving away needless penalties, in my opinion. But I think that's fair enough. Aye. Um, I mean, in terms of other individuals, we mentioned the subs already, but of the starters, I thought Cameron Carter Vickers again. Um, I mean, unparalleled consistency, I suppose. <laughs> we, we were talking yeah. about him, where you mentioned Stubbs the other day, we were talking about him then. thought Greg Taylor was in good form again, especially yeah. passing wise. I thought Alistair Johnson's delivery looked a wee bit better in this occasion. I know he never got an assist, but I thought he was putting, in terms of dangerous balls into dangerous areas, I think he was mm. doing a wee bit better on this occasion. I don't know what you thought. 
Yeah, I, I, yes, I, I thought he's clearly worked on it, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. I think he he's got to because he's going to get into those areas so yeah. often with Celtics. He's got to be able to, to either pick mm-hmm. someone out or put it in an area. Yeah, and he's been told that he's clearly been told, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. That you need to start thinking more about what you're doing when you do charge into those areas. And as you say, either pick someone out or, or hit an area where you think somebody mm-hmm. should be. And I, I love the fact that the first goal was a uh, was a very Kyogo esque goal from Dyson Maida. And mm-hmm. it came 90 seconds after he'd left the park. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, he, he, it's drilled into you repeatedly. When someone gets a ball on the, in the wide areas, attack the near post, because they'll find you. And a great a great example of that was, you know, by Maida just doing what Kyogo does and profited from it and got the first goal, the open goal. And uh, yeah, it was, I, I was really chuffed at that. Well, I suppose yeah, that leads us on to Kyogo's injury. Uh, Ange Postacoglu said after the game, you'd have a scan. Uh, that, that's the latest. He's, he's, as far as we're aware, he would have had the scan yesterday. That's when he said he was going to have it, so you need to wait for, uh, for news on that. But that injury on Saturday screwed us in more ways than one, didn't it, Tony? Because uh, we, were going to, we were going to do a newsletter this week, basically saying, listen, if Kyogo does get injured, don't worry too much, because not only has O been signed, but Maida will go through the middle. Abada can get in there too. Plus, there's Alexa Joey Dawson can come up for the squad. All that kind of stuff, but obviously it physically played out in front of us at Parkhead, so I we, we can't really do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tables were like a collective gas, weren't they? When we saw him go down and realised he had to come off, it, and Ange Postecoglou himself said it in the coast, and he's got a yeah, yeah, my dad's obviously watching Kyo for sure. He said he's got a, an issue with it, didn't he? But he's a quick yeah. healer, and it didn't look so bad. But he's hoping that it's not. Uh, bad news. Uh, I, Scott I McGill, mean, the, you go? sorry, on you go. When Scott McGill, likes the look of him, uh, Maida through the middle, should be bad news. I, I mean, uh, it, that's what I was going to say. The points still stand. I mean, we yeah. might not write it. We might not write it in a newsletter now, but the put the points do still stand. That uh, Maida went through the middle and scored. Abada came on, and I think he did well. Then later on, O came <clears> on, scored, and made uh, made an impact off the ball too. Now, obviously, given. Postacoglu said Kyogo will, will need the scan, then it wasn't, as much as he never got rushed straight to hospital then, because he was sitting on it, sitting in the dugout and he was he was milling about after the game and stuff, he still said he needed a scan, so the results of that, we'll see when it, when it happens, but it is still major because it's Kyogo, he's the informed star man up front, and there's a cup final in a couple of weeks, but in general, it's not absolute red alert panic stations, is it? Because even in the comments, people are saying, listen, don't mind my up front. Yep. Yeah, correct. And, and if, also, anything, if anything, it might lead to Haxabanovic getting a wee bit more of the game time as well. So. <laughs> and also, I remember Kyogo was injured in the lead up to last season's cup final. Aye, um, somebody, somebody mentioned that exact thing. He was he was injured before that as well. Remember? But I and uh, and I I wrote it in the the piece after saying there was history, what, what chance and history or price and history repeating itself. When he, you know, so you would take that all day, wouldn't you? Every day, but even um. Even uh, earlier this season, back in September, he went off after four minutes in that four yeah. 0 Glasgow Derby win with a shoulder injury. Um, he made the bench. People forget he made the bench the very next game three days later yeah. against Real Madrid. He came on for twenty minutes. Now, obviously, that in itself tells you he wasn't quite ready to, to start because he probably would have started if, if he was fit enough to start. But um, he still made the bench three days after it. Yeah, he came on for twenty minutes. He then started the game after that, which was eleven days after the Rangers game. 
Now, no two injuries are the same. Obviously, just because it's a shoulder and it was a shoulder back then doesn't mean it's the same time frame. Could be worse, could be better. I don't know yet. But the cup final's two weeks after the St Manning game. So, again, I wouldn't be necessarily pressing the, the panic button yet. No. You and I had a conversation there on Saturday night when you said Kyogo just do the, the lethal weapon thing and just. Ah, the, the Martin Riggs. Locker, yeah. Aye. Just while I've it back into place. <laughs> For those who are. Uh, of a vintage that know the Lethal Weapon films, yeah. Mm-hmm. Character used to just whack his shoulder back into place of various lockers, didn't he? And various hard surfaces. So yeah, uh, we'll see what he's made of. But yeah, I'm I'm not particularly panicked about Kyogo because I don't think the manager was, was he? Mm-hmm. Looking no, at... I don't think so. I don't think he would have let it be known if he was anyway. But yeah. no, I think in when you look back, which I did earlier on, the way that he reacts to any injury is pretty muted mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Carter Vickers, arguably the most important player up there with Callum McGregor, and Carter Vickers was, was out for a few games earlier in the season, and each time it was like he's carrying a knock or he's a wee bit sore and all that, and it, well, he's been it for a couple of games now, like that, that kind of thing. So he's always muted, he's always understated about injuries, uh, generally speaking anyway. So he reacted pretty much the same way to after the one in September. Yeah. He said it was basically exactly the same thing, It was a sh- it's a shoulder issue. He's a quick healer, we'll see, we'll assess him. That's all he said back then. Um, that's all he said at the weekend, or with obviously the, ad- the addition that he'll get a scan, but I, 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 that's just what he's like. So it didn't give much of an indication either way. So we'll see what they say, but again, given his, given his previous uh, shoulder, shoulder injury, I'm hoping that it's uh, a similar situation where even if for the next game, He's maybe coming off the bench or he's maybe even not in the squad. But I think for that cup final, I think he will be back, Tony. And I think you might uh, you might have convinced me to back that. <laughs> now, Sean, Scottish Cup draw tonight? Yep. Half past five, I believe. Is that right? Yes. It's, I don't think it's on TV at all, though, even though the Darvel game's on TV. Uh, Darvel v Falkirk. I think it's just on the social media channels. So I think it's the Scottish Cup Twitter account and, and different things that it'll be on. But, um, aye, so... Up, Eh? Just opening up. Aye, I mean, Hearts, Kilmarnock, Rangers, Air United, Cali Thistle, Wraith Rovers, and then whoever, Celtic, obviously, and then whoever wins out of uh, Darvel or Falkirk. So, who'd you fancy, Tony? MD, really, I don't care. I've got to mm. be honest. Preferably at home, but I, I've got to say, you, you, you've got to beat them all, haven't you? There was uh, lots of uh, commenters on social media last night saying they would they would like Rangers at home. Mm-hmm. I'm always of the opinion to play Rangers at the earliest possible stage because you're going to have to beat them at some point. So, home or away, it doesn't really bother me. I just think the think the team would be certainly up for it and would uh, would be able to cope with a, a game against Rangers if that's what it was. So, yeah, I, I take him to be sure. I don't really care. Obviously, no, I seem to be honest. No, I think. I I think just for the novelty of not playing a team that you play all the time, then one of the one of the teams in the the lower divisions, I think I would I would probably pick. Not because yeah. conceivably they're easier, because it doesn't it doesn't always play out that way. No. Um, just in general terms, just for someone that you've not played in a while. So yeah. maybe Rovers or whoever wins out of Darvel and Falkirk, that kind of thing. Yeah, but I'm always of the opinion if you can't beat Rangers in a cup tie, then you don't deserve to win the cup anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, you know, so I, I've, I'm always like that. I, I would prefer Rangers at, at the early rounds as possible if you can draw them. So, Patrick McLaughlin, another home draw, 
home draw will, will do, keep up the momentum. Scott McGill give us Rangers. Yeah, I mean, that's Brian Roberts Rangers, definitely. Yeah, I just think it would be an excellent tie, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, as I say, I, I don't, I look at the draw and who's left, and I just think Celtic are capable of beating. Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing because my heart skipped a beat there. I thought David Ferguson was revealing an exclusive transfer or something. He says, who starts up front for Toronto? Or my either. Don't do that. Don't do that. I, mean, I thought, I thought, thought, thought my either was on a plane to Canada. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, listen, I, as I say, I touched upon O's goal. I thought he showed great predatory and striker instinct mm-hmm. to score. Great for him that he's off the mark. Really loved the fact that every outfield player went to celebrate with him and they were really happy yep. for him. Mm-hmm. And just that whole <coughs> camaraderie thing that you've seen a lot of the times with Celtic and and then oh doing the Kyogo style celebration at the end when Joe Hart was telling him what to do. Uh, I, I liked that as well. But that just makes them feel that they're really part of it and it's something that you like to see and it and it helps the player as well. Now he's off the mark. Practicing that, Tony. He has indeed. I think that's how he knocked on his manager's door over in Suwon. I think that's how he was there. <laughs> yeah, he was quite perfect for that. And, uh, you know, so I, I I like all that, Sean. I, I, I'm all mm-hmm. for strikers getting off the map pretty quickly before it does become, you know, a, mm-hmm. kind of albatross round their neck and it goes X amount of games. So he scored, he can relax, just let it flow from now on. And I'm sure he will. And he's seen it. He's, yeah, Derek Croft seems to be settled in well, Tony. The dancing was class. Yeah. I'd rather he was a better striker than dancer, but uh, at the moment, yeah, he's dancing. It might go was. hand in hand, Tony, movement in and around the box and all that, I'm, twinkle I'm hoping, toes. That I'm hoping, I'm hoping, yeah. I'm hoping to um, give him a, a 10 from Len at some point. <laughs> so <I'm> hoping, so. <laughs> yeah. Does that make me Bruno, does it? Uh, still think, DJ uh, the legend says, still think it's too early for O to start. I think that was a given, uh, I think you could, sorry, I think you could you could read into that, the fact that Abada came on and Maida went through the middle. Yes. Because it was so early in the game, I think that's a fair comment from TJ. Um, I think he's got a plan for building up those minutes and it didn't include an, an almost, probably when you take in stoppage time, almost an 80-minute run out. Um, 75 minutes, whatever way you want to put it. Um, I, I think he stuck to that because he knows that Maida is capable of going through the middle. Abada would even have been capable of going through the middle there as well. But ultimately, um, I, I think he's got a plan and he managed it without getting put off it just because Kyo, it was Kyogo that was going off. Yeah. And even if you're still talking about options, Sean Haxabanovich could probably play through the middle. He can, I. He, can, he has before, yeah. Not so, he's done it before. So uh, there is a plethora of options here. If, as you say, he has a plan to ease O into, you know, with these minutes. And I think that's exactly what the manager was doing. Anyone else strike you on Saturday, Sean? David Turnbull got a chance, but didn't seem to take it, did he? Uh, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think he did as well as what he has in some of his substitute appearances. Um, i seen a comment. I, I didn't. I don't think I favourited it. Um, I didn't. But the comment basically says that, uh, the starting midfield trio in general weren't great. It was the it was Matt O'Reilly and Rail Hatati when they came on the two of them really yep. elevated it. Um don't know what your thoughts are on that because I don't think they were terrible particularly, but um, no, I, I certainly don't I agree. Actually, I actually thought Moy was breaking the lines and getting into some good positions mm. in an attacking sense. Thought he did of the midfielders, he was the best. Aaron mm-hmm. Moy for me. McGregor still Okay, but he had a quiet his game by his 
mm-hmm. normal high standards, but he was still decent enough. You know, as I say, I still they, they deployed man markers on Turnbull and uh, McGregor, didn't they? So it was hard mm-hmm. to find space, and I thought the one who found space the best and the most out of the three that started was Aaron Moy. But then it can just get lifted up a notch when Hattati and O'Reilly come on <coughs> because of both their ability to find a pass and their ability to drift into space and play others in. You know, it cranked up a notch, which was great. And I'm delighted for Matt O'Reilly, cracking goal, and just you, you kind of saw the relief, didn't you? He did, I. You never even, you never even yeah. celebrated. They just kind of exhaled. Yeah. Finally, finally, yeah. it's there. Um, I mean, it's, it's all overdue because it's not as if he's, and I know, generally speaking, with, with Aaron Moyes' upturning form, it may, almost makes Matt O'Reilly's form look as if it, it really tailed off, but he was he was not doing that bad. It was certainly not quite on the Moyes' level for a, for a, a month or whatever it is there, but he wasn't necessarily poor. But the fact that he also hadn't scored and he missed a couple of chances feed, fed into the perception that it was probably worse than what it actually was. Hopefully, that maybe spurs him on to score another few, but ultimately... See if he scores maybe one again before the end of the season, but he's got the same amount of assists that he's tallied up to now. Exactly. He'll take that because he'll be double figures for assists, and you can always you always look for somewhere he can improve. That's where he can improve for next season I, is getting more goals. I still thought he stuck it away well. Yep. And yeah, any any impact of the game, which is what the manager wants to do. Yeah, the relief on his face was there for all to see. Yep. And I think he realised it was it was a slow burner for him. They actually realised he'd scored. And then he jumped up and punched the other, but that was kind of, mm-hmm. thank right. goodness I've, I've managed to do it, you know. So I hope he can relax and now and, and maybe produce some more of them, Sean. And who's mm-hmm. to say that in the next couple of weeks he'll force his way into the cup final team, you know? Aye. I mean, there's, there's a good shout. I mean, in, in the lead up to the last derby, and Aaron Moy's form had already turned because it was, it was after um, that, that had kind of started happening. I'd still said I just didn't see. Matt O'Reilly not starting in that game and he did yeah. start um, he didn't have his best game and Moy came on and actually 30 minutes of Aaron Moy was, was Stuart Ross's analytics piece after it um, he, he came on and he played a vital role Aaron Moy so it's not as clear cut this time I don't think I'm not necessarily or must be Matt O'Reilly maybe still might, might still go Matt O'Reilly but uh, the last time I was absolutely convinced it was going to be Matt O'Reilly that started. This time, I think credit to Aaron Moy, I'm not quite as not quite as wedded to that idea. Well, two weeks before we find that out, Sean yeah. and uh, the manager, as he always does, will be watching them and training. I thought the managers caught some of the managers' comments were excellent as well, Sean, with regards mm-hmm. to speculation and all that. He kind of nailed that a wee bit, did he not? He did. I. I mean, without obviously. Without obviously explicitly saying, listen, I'm not going anywhere, but he he addressed it in a probably a, a fitting way in terms of what he said uh, in the way that he he kind of put it back onto the performance, the players realizing the size of club that he's at, all of that kind of stuff. So I yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be going running to Southampton anytime soon and saying right, <laughs> have you got a plane? Back? Or Motherwell or Party Thistle, Sean. Or Motherwell or Party Thistle. <laughs> <laughs> I must think. admit, what, what stood out to me from that, from, from his post-match stuff, wasn't necessarily all that stuff. It was the way that he said at half-time. They were obviously, it was a, a fairly close game, closer than what they've been used to lately, maybe. Um, 
and the way that he told them at half time. Not, I mean, it was it wasn't earth shattering. It's probably what he says a lot of the time. But the fact that it was a game that was a wee bit closer, and the way that he said it, he said just stay strong, stay disciplined in our structure. And this one was a bit that I like, and eventually they'll break. Yeah, and they did. The yeah. subs came on, obviously, and it made an impact. Then it's not as if they broke in the forty sixth minute, but they did break. He was right, um, and that's that's why I think I all right. They did go down to ten men, but they were still one 0 up when that happened. They were still winning. Yeah. And the fact that it ended five one, all right, it might the five one might be a wee bit flattering, but I've I, to me, I still think they would have won regardless. Yeah, I, I convinced they would have won, and I had I said three nothing. So when it went to three nothing, I was sitting there quite smug, and then it went to three one, and Aiden takes the two of us, didn't he? Uh, he was he was very quick off the mark, Tony. I wonder who picked three one, and, <laughs> and then within two minutes, he was like, Ah, well, <laughs> so, neither of us two even dignified him with a response for that. And then Celtic scored again, and he went, Oh, it doesn't matter, <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So young Aiden, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's never over till it's over, but yeah, I was impressed with that as well when I said that they would. It was finally breaking. I think Celtic, the way they were playing when the subs came on, we yeah. were going to break them down, regardless of the sending off and the penalty. But yeah, it was, they had a, a big bearing on it. Sean, mm-hmm. any other business, Sean, that you think we should be talking about? Anyone else's performance or anything? Uh, that not necessarily anybody else's performance. But I'm going to flick this up. Um, FSC is an outstanding set of interim financial results released on Friday. And I'll put a link in just now because yep. Kieran Canning, football finance expert journalist, he went through it for us and kind of explained a couple of things because obviously the the main news was thirty four million of profits, but Kieran was kind of explaining to us Celtic tend to front load when it comes to the financial report. So the first six months they tend to make a profit, but they tend to make a loss in the last six. So he explains why that's the case. It explains the Champions League impact and why it bodes well for next year. He even goes so far as to say if Celtic parlay this nine-point lead into a title and therefore secure Champions League football again, then Ange Postecoglou should be chapping Michael Nicholson's door and saying I, need, I should be able to spend at least what I spent last summer, which bodes well, Tony. Um, oh, yeah, so it also, it also points out that despite the very good results here, it's arguably even better when you think on it in a way that it doesn't include the Juranovic or Giacomakis money. It yeah. doesn't include much in the way of player trading because it's really only Christopher Julien fee, which was one, $1.8 million, I think, um, all things considered. Um, so that that is even better reading when you think on it that way. So yes, he's saying when it comes to the end of year, there will be, it will not be maybe quite as sexy as, as this one because there's maybe not the level of profits. But, but in terms of the cash in the bank, in terms of the, the the state of the club at this interim juncture, it's very, very good reading. And, well, very good reading for those of a Celtic persuasion, maybe not so good reading for the rest of Scottish football. Rude financial health, would you say, Sean? Yes, aye. I mean, it, you're saying, I mean, Robert Gibson says I get very excited over accounts. I don't know if it's tongue in cheek or not, but not a lot of people do, right? And right. Kieran mentions that in it. Um, there's a, a reality when it comes to Kieran's stuff. Which, which I quite like, which is why we get him to do it. Um, it. It points out very, just very straightforward that fans don't celebrate a balance sheet, really, right? No. And when Ange Postecoglou talks about a responsibility, 
away from the bank accounts. He refers to that in terms of making, I think the way Kieran puts it is, make the financial advantage count in Scotland, but so that you can make more of an impact in Europe. And as Postacoglu clearly gets that, that is obviously what he's trying to do. So, aye, I think very good news, all things considered. And that's the, that's the, that's the balancing act for the manager, isn't it? Yep. To make that financial advantage up for you in Scotland and, as you say, make that impact in Europe and that's what he's about, that's what he's trying to do. And yeah, Robert Gibson it. says, tongue-in-cheek from an ex-accountancy student that lasted two weeks. Fair enough. Was that, was that a hard fortnight, Robert, was it? Was, it, <laughs> was somebody who says, sums in that? <laughs> sums in that. <laughs> hard, hard ones, is that what it was? You need to give us more than that, Robert. <laughs> that was quite amusing, to be fair. But Sean, no, he's uh, on and off the park by himself. It seemed to be mm-hmm. heading in the right direction, doing all the right things. And, uh, you know, but as you say, supporters get excited by stuff on the park, don't they? Not what's, mm-hmm. not what's off it. Nah. I think uh, I'm only going to flick this up just for just because I, I like I like the player. Um, Beach Boy saying if he gets an open checkbook, number one signing should be uh, Kelleher from Liverpool. Um, he'd be keeper for the next 10 years. He's a backup keeper, Tony, and I actually think he would be great at Celtic um, because he's also <laughs> not bad with the ball to his feet for a keeper. Um, but I think maybe the wages would be a stumbling block because he's on good money at Liverpool. Um, but Possibly, I'm just yeah. putting that up because I th- I, I, that's a kind of FIFA signing for me, I would say. That's a, that's a good <laughs> signing on FIFA, but whether it's a, whether there's a, an actual football, chance football of it in reality, manager. I don't know. But A football manager signing, Sean, is yeah, it? Yeah, those who are down with those kind of games, yes, indeed. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, Sean, happy Monday again. Yep. We move on to the draw tonight at half past five. Mm-hmm. We'll react uh, to that tomorrow, I, I presume. Yes, indeed, we'll speak about yep. that tomorrow. Uh, just direct everybody to our deals that we have, and you could win two Celtic versus Rangers League Cup final tickets by subscribing to the Celtic Way website, and it costs a pound for three months. And all you have to do is click that button, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. The draw mid. When is the draw show on the 23rd of February? You've got to 11.59 yes. on the 22nd. Yeah, that's it. To, to fill in the forums and get them away and be in the draw for those tickets. That's a wonderful prize. You could be there at Hamden for the first showpiece occasion of the season. And again, if you... If you are an existing subscriber and haven't seen an email, please search your emails, check your spam folders, and if you still can't find it, either email me or Tony or direct messages on Twitter and we'll try and sort you out. Excellent. And we also say <laughs> thank you to Seneca, Seneca Medical Group. I'm now the sponsors of the Celtic Way Morning Beefing and Seneca are the number one leading uh, hair transplanters and restoration treatments in Europe and you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the video so we thank you guys thanks for your comments today <laughs> speak me G asking if the builders are on a sabbatical nearly finished the garden I'll be back in my house at some point this week I believe that's what they told me so there you have it anyway but thank you guys enjoy your Monday glad you enjoyed the weekend Celtic in the quarterfinal of the cup we'll find out their opponents tonight Sean, we'll discuss who they are tomorrow. 
Yep. Thank you, Sean, for your contribution. First class as always. Take care, guys, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Tony.